Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, this is Misty, and this is Lattes and Legends. Hi, I'm here. It's been hmm, a long time. What have I been doing? Where have I been? What's the story? Morning glory. Hmm. I couldn't even tell you the last time I recorded an episode because it's been that long. We all know that winter was really hard here at the homestead. And so I am now working another part-time job. So that has put a damper on me finding time to record. It's also summer, so that means the farm is in full bloom and we are doing farmer's market. So, yeah, it's been complicated, but I'm here and I'm excited and I have a brand new season. So I think this is season eight. I'm not too sure. Crazy. Um, But this season is going to be all about the most haunted houses in the world. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm going with that. I've just been feeling that lately. I've just been talking a lot to people about their haunted houses. I keep bringing up memories of some haunted houses that I've been in. So things have been on my mind as far as that realm goes. So, yeah. Today, what am I drinking today? Well, I had a cup of coffee earlier. But I decided that today's afternoon poison would be one of these caramel vanilla lattes that I got from the farmer's market. It's this freeze-dried vanilla latte powder that I just add to water. And it's delicious. And I've iced it because it's flipping hot out in southwest Colorado. Yeah. So, yeah. I just want to say hey to everybody. Thanks for listening and staying with me, and I am trying to get my 
act together when it comes to recording new episodes. Because like I said, it's been tough, but I'm going to do it. And lots of things coming up in the future as well for me and the show. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. I am still working on the book, so not to worry. It's still, it's still on that computer saved. So yeah, lots of stuff, stuff, stuff. Um, what have you guys been watching? What have you been listening to? Please let me know. And if you have any suggestions for ideas, please let me know as well. If you have a story about your haunted house, I would love for you to tell it. So you can contact me at lattesandlegends at gmail.com. Instagram is Lattes and Legends. Facebook is Lattes and Legends Podcast. And the website is lattesandlegendpodcast.com. I've still got stickers and coffee mugs on the website. And I actually gave a few away to my lovely friend Leah for her birthday, which was last month. That's how long it's been, guys. It's been a long time. Yeah, so... As of right now, I am not going to say all of the sources. They will be in the show notes as a new way for me to update things and keep me uh, credible. Held accountable? Held accountable. Yes, that's the word. Those are the words I'm looking for. Words are hard today. Maybe I need another coffee. Okay, so today I'm going to start talking about an infamous house in New York City, and this is called the House of Death. So, a little bit of backstory. So, the House of Death is located at 14 West 10th Street in Greenwich Village. Cute area, not cute history on this house. It was built in the 1850s during, like, the, um, uh, what am I saying, near the start of the Civil War. A total of 22 people have died in that home, hence the reason it's been referred to as the House of Death. The New York Post reported that there were some spirits that have never left. One of these is Mr. Sam Clemens, Mark Twain, if you will, and he lived in the building between 1900 and 1901. Um, Yeah, so let's talk, shall we? This house is located near Washington Square Park, if you are familiar with the New York City area. It's been home to many, many, many New York bigwigs, um, including James Borman Johnson, who founded the Metropolitan Underground Railroad. Mm -hmm. Um, Interestingly enough, I don't know if you guys knew this fact, Mark Twain did not die in this house. Um, so it's, uh, a little strange to me that he, quote, haunts this house, but, you know, whatever. He died in Connecticut, actually. (laughs) Just a fun fact. Um, so sightings of Mark Twain say that he's in a white suit and he's on the first floor near the staircase. Around the 1930s, a woman and her daughter saw what they thought was Mark Twain's ghost, and he said to them, my name is Clemens, and I have a problem here. I gotta settle. So, I don't know. I don't know. It was the 1930s. You couldn't really record it, but if you go to this place and you see Mark Twain, record it on your phone or something. I don't know. So, after the house was converted into a 10-unit apartment building, these hauntings did not stop, and the New York Post 
reported that a woman named Jan Bryant Bartell and her husband moved in in 1957 and they lived in the apartment on the top floor. Immediately after moving in, Bartell felt, quote, a monstrous moving shadow that loomed up behind her, end quote. Hmm. So she did publish a memoir after she left the home, and she wrote about feeling things like brushes against the back of her neck, smell of rotting throughout the apartment, um, visions of a man, and when she reached out to touch him, she would touch things that did not have substance. So um, she also said that it was a chilly and damp place. And there was always like a mist or a cloud of ether about. So cool. So apparently Bartell and her husband hired some paranormal experts to come and investigate the house, or the apartment, rather, and they also hired a medium. The medium said she felt something, or many things, dead under the floorboards. She said it could be a young girl, an aborted child, or a small gray cat. So, they tried to cleanse the house very unsuccessfully, um, and when they did that, and they still had things coming at them, they decided that it was time to leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They tried to stick it out, but they really had no choice. The occurrences started out really small, like footprints that would follow Jan up the stairs, wispy smoke, all those things, but things tended to get darker. A phantom would show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Furniture was moved in unusual places. The cabinets would be open. Sound of crashing glass would be all around her, but there would be no glass. Oof, this sounds like a poltergeist kind of deal to me, but you know. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they finally decided it was time to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's crazy about the medium, though, this is a interesting story to say the least she snapped into a trance and suddenly was possessed by a spirit that she said was Rini Mallison who was a 19 year old that was born in 1848 um Mallison blamed Lincoln for killing her husband by making him fight in the civil war so she cried about that, and she also cried about an aborted child. So, going back to what the medium said could be in the floorboard, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. it might be that. Hmm, interesting, 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 interesting. All right, so yeah, that's when they called it quits. Um, so, when the Bartels asked the medium if they would tell these ghosts to let them, you know, leave and go in peace, the medium told them that the spirit said, quote, never, I will never leave here, end quote. Uh, the spirit was adamant that this was their home and they weren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Bartell just really couldn't shake the feeling and felt that the house, quote, poisoned her. And so she ended up writing a book called Spindrift. I have not looked that up. Hold on. Aha. Apparently you can buy Spindrift spray from the psychic sea 
by Jan Bartel on Amazon. Yeah. Um, but you can buy it used. There is, uh, yeah, there aren't any covers or any books right now. Uh, oh, you can. The hardcover is $114.97. Cool. Um, I would check out thrift books or something like that for that. Um, that might be my new assignment for next week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that is the story of the Bartels. So let's talk about a man that moved in to the house of death um, in November of 1987. His name was Joel Steinberg, and he was a former attorney. He beat his partner's six-year-old daughter into a coma, and the little girl later died. Ugh, that's horrible. He was convicted of first-degree manslaughter and later landed mandatory parole in 2004. Uh, the New York Post reported last year that Steinberg is currently living in Harlem. Oof. Ooh, yeah. So, um, that happened. And also, let's talk about some more deaths in this house. So, like I said, legend has it that there were 22 witnessed deaths. Mm-hmm. There's also a plaque outside the house that, uh, is for Mark Twain. So if you are in that area and see that plaque, this is what it is. There was a man that lived in the house named Dennis, and he was a musician and photo buff. He lived on the third floor in number 16, and he lived there for over 20 years. He has never given his last name because he's pretty embarrassed to share ghost stories. But he did say, quote, I've seen little clips and visions of women in long nightgowns going from room to room. End quote. Huh. Yeah. And let's see. He has said that there's a dancer in his living room that he's photographed. He has started to see a cat follow him and walk into the room with him. And then the dancer will pick up the cat and run out of the room. Oh. Yikes. Uh-huh. Um, oh. Let's talk about Steinberg really fast. I know I barely touched on it, but I just scrolled down my notes and I have the full story. Sorry. Um, So Joel Steinberg, like I said, he was a lawyer. His girlfriend was an editor of children's books at Random House. And from the looks of it, they were a super professional couple. Um, They had adopted... He had adopted two children, six-year-old Lisa and the toddler Mitchell, who was 18 months old. Basically, it all came crumbling down when everyone discovered that he was a drug addict. So he decided to free base cocaine, and that's when he committed his act. I will not go over that again, because it's pretty horrible. Yeah. He, yeah. So after freebasing and freebasing and freebasing, he left the child unconscious in the bathroom. And then his girlfriend um, found the child and called the police. When they arrived, the the apartment was trashed. 
um, and his girlfriend was bruised and beaten. Her lip was split open, and then that's when the paramedics tried to attend to Lisa, the little girl. <sighs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it turns out the little boy, Mitchell, again, was only 18 months old, was soaked in urine and covered in dirt and was tied to the playpen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so the guy Dennis that lives in the apartment still says his ghosts have been pretty quiet ever since. And then a couple of other tenants in the apartment um, claim that they have broken hearted ghosts in their homes and they like to walk up and down and cry. One man who lives in number 14 says that Emily Post lived next door and sometimes he feels like he will see Emily Post but she has quote proper etiquette so that is the story of the New York City murder house all right I've got one more for you this is from Iowa and this is called the Villisca Axe Murder House dun, dun, dun. So let me tell you a little bit about the town of Villisca. In the early 1900s, it was a Midwestern town of about 2,500 people. It was thriving, flourishing. There was new businesses all over the downtown area, a new train depot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, townspeople called it a pretty place with a pleasant view. So in 1912, they built a publicly funded armory, and the company... Um, was housed in Villisca, and there were a lot of people that had great jobs there, and it was a very close-knit community. Mm -hmm. However, this close-knit community would really go downhill fast. Uh, fun fact, the residents of Villisca did not know what their town really meant. It was not named Pretty Place for the Indian word, it was, or, sorry, reading from the thing. It was called Villisca because of the Native American word, which means evil spirit. Dun, 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 dun. Mm hmm Crazy, right? Mm hmm Anyway, so, um, let's talk about it. So the victims of this, um, case were Josiah B. Moore. He was a businessman in Villisca and he had a wife, Sarah Montgomery Moore, and four kids. Sarah um, was a very active member of the Presbyterian Church. She led all the Children's Day exercises and she was a devoted wife and mother. Mm-hmm. Um, the children. So Herman was the oldest, and he was 11 when he died. Uh, Catherine was 10 when she died. And also in the house were the Stillinger sisters, Leah and Ina. And they were visiting the Moors. Boyd and Paul were the youngest of the Boyd children, 5 and 7 at the time of their 
deaths. Okay, are you ready? So here's the story. The bodies of Josiah and Sarah Moore, their four children and two visiting girls were found in the Moore house in Villisca. So, um, okay, according to the report from the Tribune, the victims were killed with an axe. The killer or killers found it in the family's backyard, and while, while the family was sleeping, they were murdered. Mm-hmm. The neighbors around did not hear any cries from the rooms, and the family was discovered in the morning after when Josiah Moore didn't answer the phone or the door or anything like that. So the neighbors were really concerned because they were not up doing their typical uh, morning routines. And so someone was like, we gotta, we gotta figure this out. So people tried to open the doors and windows, but the house had been locked. Yeah. Uh, so the Slane family was found in different bedrooms throughout the house. And the Marshal Henry Horton walked through their house, and according to the Iowa cold case files, he said, quote, someone was murdered in every bed, end quote. The killer had two really bizarre touches to the murder scene. Uh, investigators found a four-pound piece of slab bacon leaning against the wall next to the axe, The murderer had searched the dresser drawers for clothing to cover the mirrors in the house and the glass doors. Uh, The officials also found a plate of uneaten food and a mm, bowl of bloody water in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. There was nothing else that was disturbed. And what's horrible about this case, it's still unsolved. Yeah. So it's still part of the Iowa cold case files. Isn't that crazy? Ugh, that's nuts. Um, as of right now, there have been paranormal investigators that have come in the house, and the people that own it, Darwin and Martha Lynn, um, have t- now turned it into a haunted hotel. Yeah. So you can actually spend the night there and bring your paranormal devices and you can see if you find a ghost. Um, yeah, so it's $428 to book an overnight visit. So you can go there and uh, you can see if the ghosts haunt you or you can do a daytime tour for $10 a person. Yeah. So great. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and I will be more on top of things. I promise. Everyone have a wonderful Friday and drink a cup of coffee for me. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.